You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 827 of the Locked on Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Rowland. It is Wednesday into Thursday, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. It's been a very busy busy day in Hawksland, from uh, news to announcements to Lloyd Pierce addressing the media to Clint Capella addressing the media, and a jam-packed show as a result. So uh, thank you, as always. For joining us, if you missed anything from earlier in the week, I had a uh, actually two episodes already this week, the second of which was a bunch of audio from Travis Schlenk that's definitely worth listening to still, but the Hawks got into action on the court for the first time on Wednesday after their quarantine period, and prior to that, they actually announced the roster for who is going to be participating over the next week plus with the team. That was announced on Wednesday morning. I won't read the entire thing to you if you want to see the entire roster you can see the details at peacetreehoops.com, but we'll talk about the takeaways here from the roster announcement. First of all, um, it, the only guy, the only mild surprise, I will say, overall, is the absence of Dwayne Dedman. Uh, again, this is a voluntary gathering, so it was not too much of a big deal for me, in my opinion. He is the only sort of older veteran on the entire roster, but he is the only player under contract that is not participating this time around. Lloyd Pierce was asked about Dedman, and he indicated that it's all voluntary, of course, and he also said that Dwayne's been in California with his family, and it is, quote, no knock on Dwayne at all, end quote, that he's not involved this week. So I wouldn't make too much of that. I uh, just wanted to pass along that he's not there. Um, the guys who are there, of course, the entire young core, plus Clint Capella, those guys are there, sort of the big six of the five young first-rounders, Trey Young, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, Kevin Herter, John Collins, plus, plus Capella. That's sort of their six-man core. They're all in attendance and playing. Um, discussed this on the last podcast, but Schlenk alluded to one free agent being involved um, but wouldn't tell the media who it was on Monday. That was revealed to be Scalabissier, who was the most logical candidate, as I said, on that podcast before. People were asking sort of the takeaway from that. I would say it's not a foregone conclusion that Scal is going to be on the team next year, um, but at the same time, he's a young guy, he's unproven, Schleck's made some positive comments about him in the past, and it's not a big surprise that he'd be uh, have some incentive to stick around, because the Hawks obviously want, like him enough to bring him in, and uh, he might want to stick around, so we'll see how that all plays out, but he is the only guy who is not under contract that's a, definitely a full-blown NBA player that is in the building this week. Also a handful of G League guys in the mix, five of them, which is the max allowed by the NBA, and the Hawks have 15 guys overall, but the five G League guys include include Armani Brooks and Jordan Seibert, both of whom were, were actually on the Hawks on 10-day contracts fairly recently. Also, Taj McCall is a fan favorite and a favorite of mine. He's on he's on the list. Uh, Charlie Brown, the Hawks' two-way guy from last year, is the only guy that finished with a two-way contract last year for, the, for Atlanta. He's there as well. And so basically, in total, you have eight guys under contract. You have Scal, you have Charlie Brown, and then five G League guys. So that, that's your 15 for the next week plus. And uh, no huge surprises again, other than Devin is uh, not going to be um, uh, participating in the next few days. The other piece of news that the Hawks have actually not confirmed at the time of this recording, about 7.30 on Wednesday night, but Adrian Wojnarowski reported on Wednesday that the Hawks are going to be hiring former NBA player and current Austin Spurs GM Landry Fields as an assistant GM for Atlanta. 
He is, uh, of course, Landry Fields is from Stanford, was a five-year guy in the NBA playing for the Knicks and the Raptors. He's still very young. In fact, he's younger than I am. He's 32 years old, started as a scout for the Spurs. Uh, the Hawks have not had an official assistant GM since um, Jeff Peterson left to go to Brooklyn about a year plus ago. So that's actually been a vacancy for a while. The Hawks were not, I guess, urgently moving in that direction. They do have some people sort of near that tier with Rod Higgins and Michelle Lefwich, um, Dan Martinez. Those guys are those, those guys and gals are sort of on the high, on the high level alongside Travis Schlenk. But um, according to the reporting from Woj, Fields will be the assistant GM, and uh, there you go on that. I don't have a whole lot to give you about that. He's obviously well-regarded around the league. I don't know him personally whatsoever, but I've heard very good things about him in the last few minutes as I've been reaching out to people sort of uh, that have covered him as a player or covered him as a general manager uh, in the G League. So uh, lots of good feedback so far, and we'll see when and if the Hawks announce that maneuver. Also, last sort of announcement, thing that I wanted to pass along to you, the NBA announced the details of what they're calling a, quote, innovative format, end quote, for the draft combine for this year. A lot of it had been already leaking out in bits, bits and pieces, but I'll give you the highlights now from the announcement that came down on Wednesday. Basically, the combine, which happens every year in advance of the draft, this year is going to be a combination of in-market stuff and virtual, beginning on September 28th and running all the way through mid-November as the schedule. The league and team interviews will be via video conference from September 28th through October 16th with players. And then players can then have on-court program, um, which, quote, consists of strength and agility testing, anthropomorphic uh, measurements, shooting drills, and a pro day video, end quote. Uh, That's all happening in October at the NBA team facility nearest to a player's home or interim residence, which certainly is pretty interesting uh, in a lot of ways. Medical testing and exams will be performed by NBA-affiliated physicians in those same markets. And there are definitely a few projected lottery picks that live in and around Atlanta, or at least could be uh, under, under that guise with the interim residence extension. That's definitely something to point out. Even if Schlenk and company obviously couldn't watch them extra, any extra via this program, but that's uh, you know it's interesting to, to see that guys who might be local could be in Atlanta if they choose to do so. I will say this though: top prospects could just opt out entirely. Um, famously, lottery picks or guaranteed lottery picks or likely lottery picks have been opting out for a while of the combine, so you may not see everybody in the mix here, but uh, definitely some interesting stuff to take away from this announcement. The league is also announcing that they'll be using an app called Home Court which has a machine learning element to provide analytics and record shooting evaluations for the Pro Day videos. By the way, the Pro Day videos that teams will be watching can only have the player plus one coach or trainer, and they can't be more than 45 minutes long. So the NBA is also using an online tool called, called Combine HQ to put, put together all the info with one place for teams and scouts to reference with stats and shot charts, measurements, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So basically all the elements of a normal draft combine will be happening. They'll just be happening uh, virtually and in this sort of uh, crossover kind of format. This is all details that the teams definitely needed. I'm sure fans don't necessarily care all that much about this, but the Hawks will have more at their disposal when it comes to getting more information from the NBA draft and the players that they're looking at to select potentially in November. Okay, with all of that news that was announced or reported on Wednesday out of the way, we'll have a word from our sponsors on today's podcast and then much, much more to come. So hold on in a second. But first, chain stores often have different price tiers for pro mechanics to do it yourselfers, but rockauto.com prices are the same for everyone and they're always reliably low. Instead of changing prices on what the market dictates, like airlines often do, rockauto.com simply presents the lowest prices possible at all times. No matter what kind of car or truck you might have, rockauto.com has everything you need, just a few clicks, and they'll have it delivered directly to your door. And the catalog is also very easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, 
and choose the brands, the specs, and the prices that you prefer. RockAuto.com is for everyone. It does not require a membership or an account login of any kind. And best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always low and the same for pros and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend twice as much for the same exact parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. From there, right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Today's show is also sponsored by the good folks at Built Bar, and Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious than before. I told you in the past that I really love the original Built Bar flavors, but now there are 18 amazing flavors to choose from, including six new selections. They include my, my personal favorite in cookies and cream, as well as caramel brownie, lemon almond cheesecake, and much, much more. Each bar is in, covered in 100% chocolate, and importantly, they're all very, very soft and easy to chew. And from there, it's crucial to know that Built Bars are fantastic for those of us trying to be health conscious. You can maintain or even lose weight while still enjoying something that's very, very delicious. Bars are high protein, high fiber, low calorie, low sugar, and Built Bar is even great for people on the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code Locked On. When you do that, you'll get $10 off on your next order with Built Bar. One more time, that's BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On for $10 off on your next order. Check it out at BuiltBar.com. All right, before we get to some audio from Lloyd Pierce, who addressed the media on Wednesday, there was a uh, a highly publicized interview on Tuesday with Adam Silver, commissioner of the NBA on CNN. And uh, within that interview, he said that his, quote, best guess, end quote, is that next season will not start until at least January. That is not a huge surprise, but considering his public comments are always interesting, I wanted to pass it along to you. Also, he said, and I'm quoting now again, the goal for us next season is is to play a standard season end quote, which means 82 games plus the playoffs. And then he went on to say that the goal was to play in front of fans and home markets, although that's obviously up for a change if they cannot pull that off. Also talked about a later start, which could be as late as March. According to multiple reports, that could bleed into the Olympics, which are scheduled to start on July 23rd. That may not even happen, honestly, with the Olympics, but if they do, there would be a cutoff date at some point they would need to hit for NBA players to be able to play in the Olympics, which is not a huge concern, but certainly is a concern on some level. Also, by the way, Lloyd Pierce is on these is on the Team USA staff, so that would be uh, sort of an impact there. There are not anybody on the current Hawks roster. Controversially, Trey Young was cut from that roster last summer, but he could be added back, or even John Collins at some point if they wanted to do that. So, um, you know, that's obviously a long way away. But Lloyd is a part of Team USA, so that's a consideration for him on some level. Again, none of this is terribly new, but got a lot of attention on Tuesday, so I wanted to pass it along to you. If nothing else, the as early as Christmas stuff that kept happening and been uh, it's been out there seems to be shifting towards January. I haven't talked to anybody recently that thinks Christmas is going to happen. It's more like MLK Day or later. I know Woj on a podcast with Bobby Marks on Wednesday said something like February and March is definitely in play. All kinds of uh, information that's flying around there, but Adam Silver on the record is always interesting and worth pointing. Was sort of worth passing along. So that's what he said on Tuesday on CNN. Okay, we'll get into Lloyd Pierce now. I'm not going to play quite as much audio uh, with Lloyd as I did with Travis because we have uh, Lloyd repeatedly on the record in the way that Travis is not always there. Tra- Lloyd's always been talking, and he's very, very good at talking, of course, but uh, head coaches are just available a lot more than GMs are, or I guess president of, bas- president of basketball operations are. And also, Lloyd's supposed to be available multiple times during this uh, sort of, I guess, in-market uh, mini-camp workout thing that the Hawks are doing. I did pull out some highlights, though. He did say, uh, starting off by how, how excited everybody was to be back on the court, he uh, he said, I'm, I'm going to quote here from Lloyd, we've never done a layup drill with such intensity, end quote, which is uh, kind of funny. He was just saying that everybody was happy to be there, and I could definitely see that. Um, just being able to be on the court with all, all, all your guys after all this time is definitely a big thing. Uh, he was then asked 
what could be accomplished or addressed during this mini camp. And it's sort of a longer answer, but I wanted to play for you what Lloyd had to say because it's pretty interesting to me. You know, I talked to guys last night. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that we have to address. We're not addressing all of those things in two weeks. And so for me, it was competition, commitment, and care. We want to compete. That's really all we wanted to, to focus on. I don't care what we do. I don't care if it's one-on-one. I don't care if it's a shooting competition. Just get in that competitive spirit. You see guys in the offseason go play five-on-five. Five. You guys saw that video of DeAndre Hunter in L.A. a couple of weeks ago. There was not one lick of defense on the court. And so I don't get competition out of that when I watch it, and I want our guys to compete. And, and, and today it, it, was, it was nasty. We played in the half court a lot, a um, lot of fouls, um, hard to really execute anything, but the guys were competing at a high level. And, you know, it wasn't about us being organized and trying to run sets, just trying to put them in a situation where they can compete. Um, the commitment side is, is really just about us working on some different things. You know, we did no pick and rolls today. We didn't, have, we didn't play out a pick and roll and, and just committing to one another. How do you get another guy open? How do you set screens? How do you do different movement off the basketball? How do you play in different spots so you can talk your way through it? That commitment to each other um, was, was a main, is a main focus for us in these two weeks. And then the care part, you know, Travis talked about bonding as a team. You know, when you bond, you get to know your teammates, you get to know each other a little bit more uh, I don't like the term family when you really aren't family and, and family comes from a lot of different places but it's the bonds that you have it's connections that you have we have to connect having Clint here is extremely important from a connection standpoint forget the basketball we get to know what he's like on the court we get to hear his voice and then we also get to hang out with them off the court so those are the, the three main areas of focus there's nothing real technical in there. We're going to try and get some stuff on film. We're going to try and, um, you know, do some things that we don't normally do on the court. But that that's kind of the, the bottom portion of why we're here. Competing is at the top and connecting is, is, is in there as well. So you heard there sort of that competition, commitment, and care trio that he was emphasizing. It's sort of a good window into Pierce and how he'll expound on his thoughts in this kind of setting as well. So I thought it was a, sort of a good look behind the curtain on what they're actually looking for and what he's actually looking for, at least publicly at this point in time. From there, some basketball stuff I wanted to get into. Clint Capella um, has obviously been a huge topic of conversation. He also talked um, later after Pierce did today, but uh, Pierce was actually asked about any limitations that are placed on Capella throughout this time period, what, what sort of they were able to see from him today, and this is what he had to say about that. My guess is all of these guys have played 5-on-5 five five at some point. <laughs> I don't care to know where or when, but I know most of them have. Um, and so he's been working for a long time. We had, we've had guys – in Atlanta over the past couple months, and they've been working. So we've seen Clint. He's been in good shape. He's been moving well for a couple months, a couple weeks now. Um, he was fine. You know, you, you see some of the subtle things that you don't have to worry about. Like, you know, he had a great box out today that, you know, defensive rebound was a big issue for us, and he just knows how to do it. He knows how to hold off one guy with one arm and go get it with the other. You know, really simple things that – you know, you, you can't teach. You, you want your guards and your wings to come back in and rebound, but you also want your one-on-one big to take out the other one-on-one big and really secure the possession, secure the rebound on your defensive side. And, and he, he showed a couple of those possessions that instantly you look down there and you're like, we'll be all right there. Um, you know, trying to put him in different spots is going to be interesting over the next couple of days. 
Uh, he's a pick and roll big. We're not doing any pick and roll the first two two days, I believe. And so you try and see, well, what, what else can you do with Clint? You know, let's try some of these things out. But, uh, you know, the thing I know about Clint, when you start moving, he's good. When you start running, he's good. Um, and and we'll, see, we'll see a lot more of that as the week goes on. As I said before, Capella was also available to the media today. I don't have podcast-level podcast audio for that one. I had to do that one on my phone, so I'm not going to play the audio for you here. But Clint was always good. He's uh, been very entertaining with the media in the past. In fact, he also sang... Yes, saying happy birthday to John Collins, whose birthday was today. Uh, happy birthday, John, um, on the call. Uh, but Clint was uh, candid enough to say he has no limitations health-wise so far, and he was pretty upbeat about the way that he was feeling. So that backs up what, what Pierce was having to say here. So a lot of positives, I would say, about that. Capella's a good player. Uh, if, if he's full go, that's obviously a huge plus for Atlanta. Um, also, Pierce sort of got into the fact that he's trying to pace his team at this point in time because of the weird extended offseason, the uncertainty about when, when the uh, next year is going to start, et cetera, et cetera. He also got into John Collins and what he's been doing so far in terms of pacing himself and uh, being in the gym. So I wanted to play that audio for you now. Oh, and also there is uh, one brief curse word in this answer for those of, you, those of you that may not love that. So I want to let you know that. But here's Lloyd. You know, one of the weird thoughts in my head right now is, you know, when is the season going to start? And then when do we kind of backtrack off of our guys, bring them back a little bit? John Collins has been in our gym since May 8th, faithfully, every single day, uh, you know, with the exception of like a day off here or a day off there. But every individual workout that we've been able to have, he's been in there every week. We've had to force some days off, which means he's in great shape. He's in really good shape. Um, and I'm just, and all these guys are, but he's in really good shape because he's done so much since May 8th. And then at some point they're going to say the season's starting. And then you have to worry about, well, shit, is he in too good of shape? And when will he hit a wall because he's been going for so long? And so I think it's, it's not an, it's not for us to say we want to be in tip top shape by the time this camp ends. We, we want to be very mindful of what we're doing. That's why we didn't go full court five on five today. We don't want to leave this camp with injuries. We don't want to leave this camp with guys. You know, we want to come back tomorrow and feel fresh, not beat down because today was the first day. Um, so I think we, we have to – you got to balance. If you try and go through a mini camp for two weeks and you lay out a long items, a, a, a long list of items of what you want to accomplish, you're going to run into a brick wall. You're going to, you're going to try and overdo it. And, and, and I'm very mindful of that. Again, it's just about us competing. It's about us getting some chemistry and bonding. It's about us getting a couple of things on tape that we can look at. But we don't want to overdo it. And so I, I don't have any plans for us being near season shape or, you know, near season execution. I just want our guys to compete and be able to work out together because that was taken away from them, taken away from them for a long time now. So, yeah, it wasn't a huge surprise to hear that John Collins is working hard. He is sort of famous for his hard work. But uh, May 8th is a long time to be in the gym constantly in the way that Lloyd was saying that John has been. So, obviously good to keep an eye on guys. They've had this long offseason. Everybody understands that they've had some time to recuperate, but nothing's normal right now. They don't want to overdo it, especially if they are sort of putting the pedal in the metal in the way that some of these guys apparently have been in the last few weeks. Um, one more answer I wanted to pl play for you. is sort of another long one, honestly, but I thought it was a good window into Pierce, especially with him being in the National spotlight the last few months this is not really basketball related all that much but basically he was asked about his own growth during the hiatus and what uh, he sort of he's been feeling there in this time so I want to give that answer to you now again it's pretty long but here it is Man, I could write I could write a book <laughs> no I, and, I, and I mean that I, I think this has been uh, I've spoken to you guys all for two years now and 
in a lot of ways, you, you guys have gotten to know me um, and, and why I really try and go out of my way to explain all of my answers, whether you like it or not, or whether I disagree with how you print it or whatever the case may be. Uh, I've tried to be thoughtful to you guys because there's a bigger picture to everything that we do. It isn't about last night's game. It isn't about that play. Um, when you have young players, education is extremely important. Not skipping steps is extremely important. Patience is extremely important. Um, and some things we're just not ready for. Some things as a coach, I may not be ready for. As a second year head coach, you got to go, you got to, you got to blow a call every once in a while. I mean, it's just part of the deal. We're seeing guys in the, in the finals right now blowing calls because they're still trying to navigate through situations they weren't prepared for. You know, that Denver screw up at the end of the game the other night, you would think that you'd have that down. Every situation is different. I don't know if you guys realize it, but Denver screwed that up in the seeding games and Kuzma hit a three. So you, you never quite get it right. You play the same team and make, different mistakes. Um, and so for our guys and, and for myself, this offseason has been a tremendous growth opportunity for me. And I'm just speaking specifically about leadership. You know, I thought I was into a leadership position as the head coach of the Atlanta Hawks. This is a different leadership position I've been called upon uh, in the offseason. I've done way more interviews. I've done way more speaking engagements. I've spoken to every head coach more so than I've done in my 13-year career in the last three months. And, um, you know, it's been, it's been interesting. It's been really interesting response, the reaction, um, some of the commentary, good and bad. Um, so I, I, I think, you know, working on yourself and understanding, like, what your ultimate purpose is, one day, you know, the Atlanta Hawks will say, we're going to move on. Nothing changes with me now. I have a different sense of purpose about what leadership really looks like and, you know, you're charged with something that's greater than yourself and, and you embrace that, that's leadership. How do you get your guys to understand that and buy into it? You know, that's what I'm working on. And I think I couldn't have provided a better example <clears throat> of leadership than what I've done off the court this offseason. And I think that's truly been the greatest way for me to connect with our guys coming into this minicamp. So there you go on that. There is some other basketball stuff that I could get into for sure. In fact, you know, Pierce said that Scalabissier looked really good today, specifically. He praised his poise and all that stuff. Um, also saying that he's been healthy for a long time. But in general, you know, we'll, we'll see how what kind of info that we're able to get from these practices. The Hawks have been saying that they're going to be giving, uh, you know, a player slash coach or both most days after the uh, festivities. So we'll see how long that continues and how much access we get along the way. But I'll, I will pass along what I can. If there's anything that's noteworthy, probably won't have as much audio as I had the last few days in general because this is sort of the first one more big picture stuff being talked about and we'll see how that sort of progresses but I want to go ahead and pass that along to you again I know this is sort of a lot of uh, a lot of news on today's show a lot of news recently overall but a sort of a jam-packed day the way things sort of unfolded also just playing content at peachtreehoops.com if you want to uh, sort of read and uh, look at some stuff it was also an awesome video breakdown that was with some voiceover work from Glenn Willis that's up on the site right now so lots of uh, content coming I know the Hawks have not played a basketball game quite some time but it's still a good time to jump on jump on board with the podcast thank you as always for listening to the show i am planning to do one more podcast hopefully this week and at least maybe maybe more than that i guess but uh, at least one hopefully and uh please subscribe please tell a friend uh, please uh you know leave a review all that fun stuff we'll see you next time